right, welcome back to That's a Chunky. We're talking with Charlie Ray about his 10 favorite sketches. I think we have a couple left. We have, we have three left. All right. Um, next is Brian's hat for obvious reasons. Um, I, I feel like, I don't know, you've probably seen this theory. I don't think you spoke about it, but maybe I did hear it on the oh, podcast and I'm confused else, about the dice and the numbers on the dice when he rolls them. Have you seen I, this? We have not talked about that at all. Tell me about so, it. I saw this thing, maybe on the sub Reddit, maybe on Twitter, but when when he first drops the dice to hide them or die, I don't know, I never know which one it is, um, <laughs> to, to, to hide them, he drops them and they're two sixes. Uh, and they cut away from it. And when they cut back for the kick over, it shows two ones. And people were saying like, is that kind of like, are they trying to show that in his head it's cool by showing their sixes and then in reality they're actually ones in terms of he doesn't look cool at all <laughs> it's like i, 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 I went back watch. and rewatched it yeah i was like oh there's no way that's an accident there's no way no, they've got the continuity be. that wrong like it's wow. it's um another little like little sort of gem in that sketch that i think is amazing and i know you know james has talked about how much he likes the the, the mouths connecting with the the voiceover and all of that sort of thing and you guys have gone into detail on brian's hat for good reason because it is just so so funny um another perfect premise for a sketch yeah so good so so good yeah and i think that's one that if ever i'm trying to get someone into the show that is always one i show them because it's Mm. a slow it's a slow burner but that that, you know that initial focus pull um and and i don't know (laughs) I don't know, like, <laughs> someone needs to find out who the, the first AC was on this job because he would have, he or she would have made that focus, would have pulled that focus. Yeah, and it's and very it, manual, It's one right? of the most iconic focus pulls in television history, and I think that we need to find out who that person right. was and celebrate them. I'll take that them. homework. <laughs> um, okay, I'll get to the next. Uh, Jamie don't Taco is next. <laughs> yeah. um, All right, so I... The more this is a sketch, the more and more I watch, um, the more and more I love. Um, it sort of holds a like a special spot in my heart. We we were lucky. I think the first actor we had from season two was Nick Azarian. Yeah, he was um, great. Yeah, and basically, like I, I think I I was in my family vacations at this sort of like rustic house that just recently got high speed internet and i think i stayed up like till like three in the morning uh i know you could feel that to, <laughs> yeah. to watch it when it dropped um and i i think i went on instagram and like i think uh jamie taco nick azarian was like the first person i messaged like from the whole season too yeah and i think by the time i had woken up he had replied um wow. and we had him really early and what's funny is recently um i um, just got a message from Paul Hauser that was like, thank you guys all for the support. And I was like, no, 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 like, you know, we love you on the sketch if we could ever have you on. And then I haven't heard back. Um, oh, man. But he's yeah, that's, great. that's what, he's so, I, he's so I good. And I don't know, you're an Always Sunny guy, right? I do. I love Always Sunny, yeah. Do you know he was on Always Sunny? Yeah, I know. I know he was I know. the juggalo, right? Yeah, he was. And I, <laughs> I don't so think good. I knew, I don't think I knew that until you put it on Instagram and I was like 
what? And then I went back and watched it and was like, oh my God. And that, he's got like a new show on Apple now as well. Like, okay. He's, I mean, he's, he's a great actor. It. Yeah. He, like, I, I recently saw him in the Cruella film with, uh, um, that they did on Disney, which was like really cool with Emma Stone. Like, uh, and yeah, he's, he's, he's so, the emotion in his face uh, in, in that is just spot on. But I'm going to go to my last one because I think it's going to okay. be a bit of a, a bone of contention. Um, yes, is this, is this the one? <laughs> this is the one. This is this is Claire's, right? Um, oh, Claire's, yes. This is Claire's. This is Claire's. Now, yeah. There's been a lot of Claire's slandering on this podcast. Not, not, not by me. Not by like, me. It was it was low on your list. It was low. It was in the Where? bottom ten, I think. For yeah. Me. Oh, I think it was bottom five, maybe bottom ten. I don't know. It could be. I can double check. I think Jared had it like the worst sketch of the history of TV. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is why <laughs> I wanted to embarrass him on the yeah. podcast. But I, not, you know, he was supposed to show up. So, like, we you don't feel bad talking trash. He can. To the babysitter, absolutely fuck him. Maybe. Absolutely <laughs> fucked him. Um, and. <laughs> And he, I think he, um, I, I know his, him and his wife had a date. I think they're at some sort of magic show right now. <laughs> uh, so, um, all right. So let's, so it's a shame um, drive. we, we, we all talk about, um, I think my contention with Claire's is that it's almost like as much as it adheres to the idea of, I think you should leave. It's almost like too deep and profound um it doesn't mean it's bad it's just almost like a little out of place on a comedy show and not that it's not funny it's funny in a very like um confusing way because you really do have to think about like death and mortality um and i'm 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 not middle-aged but like i'm not too far off like i'm gonna blink one day and i'm gonna be there i will not be getting an airing i promise (laughs) um but um yeah tell us is do you think it's like your favorite sketch or is it sort of i think it's in my top top five maybe i i think so going off what you say i think i think the placement of it is genius to put it right at the end i think that i agree that's kind of the only way they could make that kind of poignant sketch work is if it goes exactly there for me I think they knew it, and I think they were really smart. Yeah. I think the people who make I think you should leave think about everything. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think I think they knew exactly because you've just watched one of the dumbest things in history, and then they <laughs> leave you on that, and you're just like, wait, what? And I, there's loads of like little things in there, like I, I, maybe this isn't even supposed to be a joke, but I found it really funny that they full name him in the lower thirds because like they they have they have. Uh, Penelope, I've written it down because I wanted to remember. Penelope, age nine. Elodie, uh, age ten. And then Ron Tuzbler, fifty-six years old. Yeah, it's and really I, funny. It's just, it's just like a really small detail that, like, adding his second name makes it seem even stranger that I, he's on there. I was also thinking, like, if, if you, if they had to like fill out some sort of like form when they got there, like the the eight and nine and ten year old would write their first name. Yeah, and he was yeah, like, right. yeah, exactly, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really funny, and I hadn't thought about that. I, I think as well, like I think what's great about it is the, I, I, again, I, I keep coming back to this, like the pacing of all these sketches is to a T, 
And I think what's great about this is I was watching it for the first time and I was like, I kind of already know that this is going to get slowly more and more inappropriate for a Claire's instructional video. You kind of have that in your head. Uh-huh. And it, that does happen. So he, he, he very slowly gets more and more weird with it. And you're like, okay, he this does. is kind of following the pattern. And then, like, Sabian. Yeah. As he's getting, <laughs> as he's getting like, weirder, it, and it's still the same. You cut to him, you cut to the girl, you cut to the other girl, you cut to him, and it follows the same pattern. And then, but what, then when just when you think it's kind of just doing everything you think it's going to do, he cuts off one of the girls with life's a fucking funny thing. And from it, I like fell up, like, I, yeah, I fell apart when that happened because I was like, it was so, they just, they just, just stopped doing what they were doing immediately and just went full commitment to, to this bit. I the, die on the slag. Honestly, like every time I hear him say, "I'm worried I'm going to die on the slab," like, oh, he's getting his ear pierced. <laughs> we we often wonder, like, on a sketch like that, um, you know, like, are they are they intentional in tugging at the heartstrings of the viewer, or are they totally making fun of people who? sort of romanticize everything you know in the same the same issues in jamie taco i mean we we always talk on this on the show about how it's like it's sort of a great love story um Mm -hmm. that makes you feel heartwarming are tim and zach laughing at the viewer for feeling that way or but we actually think that's how they want you to feel they also feel that way but it's it's not obvious it's not obvious and you know i don't know like I always wonder how, um, where these kind of like micro decisions are made in terms of like some of these sketches, because obviously you have d- the director on the day and presumably yeah. in the edit kind of responsible for doing part of, part of the cut. Um, and then you have, you know, Tim and Zach, who are essentially the showrunners uh, that will have written them and they'll have their input. And it, it just seems like such a well-oiled machine. Like yeah. everyone's on the same page. Yeah. every possible line and cut and you know angle and you know interruption is just exactly where it needs to be and I think what I love about Claire's is I just I let I I want I want to know more about that entire world I want to know about the Claire's employee that was actually cutting together that video and why the hell they left all the stuff about the diarrhea <laughs> and like why did they decide to fade out a girl early to put in life's a fucking funny thing and then you kind of want to get into that all that and it kind of yeah I I, I sat there at the end of it with my head in my hands just like what a, a belter of a of a closing sketch like it just blew my mind i thought it was so, and so we've actually well. we yeah we've actually heard from a like a lot of people on the show that like <clears throat> um it seems like like tim had you would watch this and think maybe some of the stuff's been improvised um but it seems like i think tim scripts most of the show like word for word and i, I think it's kind of the thing that he has a close-knit crew of directors is that well like it's easy for Tim to sell them on the vision of it because Tim's vision is really good. Right. So yeah, yeah, I think a lot of it comes from like right at the top, which is just like Tim and Zach. Um, I know, I know. And also I do want to point out before you get into uh, Richard Wharton, who we had on the show that I also love the acting from sort of the secondary character yeah. secondary adult yeah. who's like the guy, the guy who's yeah. like i know all this already and he's clearly like really nervous and having the same yeah. 
same issues. Um, and yes, he ends with the emotion in his eyes because his eyes are kind of like watering up. He's scared by the <laughs> earring. He's scared by what he's just heard. You you have the girl, the little girl, who is also, you know, has a is, does great in terms of like her facial reactions because she's kind of confused, but also you can sense that she feels the gravity of what is being said at the same time. Um, even though she probably doesn't know what a jib jab is, uh, you <laughs> still like just get that all from her. Like, I, I don't know. I just think it was like, for me, it was, I don't think that any of the other sketches would have worked in that slot in terms of like the whole season. I think that had to be there. It had to be that one. They had to maybe, cause what was the last one on season one? I, I forget now. That was Garfield. Ugh. Uh, that is a great. It's Garfield, question. isn't it? It's Garfield. It I, yeah. I actually thought when I, um, originally watched, I could be totally wrong. I felt like season one, I was seeing stuff in a different order than Jared. Oh, that's weird. Um, but that's a good question. I, I'm I'm ninety percent sure it's it's the Garfield house, which okay. I thought was like a really weak closer for season one. Not my favorite um, sketch. No, I think it was... As much as I know, love it, Kate Berlant. It is really... There's, like, funny moments. The hot dip stuff is really funny. Like, there's loads of stuff in it that's good. But, like, overall, um, it, it wasn't a closer for me. But this yeah. really... You know, Claire's really felt like a closer for me. Like, it really, like... It just asked more questions than it answered. And... Even the way the end of the sketch is sort of edited. Um, yeah, it just feels really apt. I'm... Um, I, I was thinking of this as we were talking today, just about like how many hats Tim wore, and and we we've had a lot of like discussion with the actors and about how season two is affected by COVID. And I, I guess one of the big things I wonder is going into season three, like does Tim still have as many starring roles as he has in the past seasons? Like the show has a pretty big profile. Um, yeah. Sure, yeah. he can attract a lot of people, but he's also sort of magical. Um, well, I was amazed to hear from the uh, I can't remember his name, forgive me, the stunt coordinator on Coffee and Flop. Um, <laughs> he know. was saying that Ryan Gosling was on, supposed to be on, yes, um, <laughs> that guy was amazing, so, by the way. Yeah, he was, hilarious. Oh, I actually think that's one of my favorite um episodes you guys have done. I found that whole thing just absolutely enthralling, like it was. I was like just walking to work with the biggest smile on my face listening to that podcast. Like, it yeah, was so he, his good. his career is insane. I mean, like, he started as a singer in a boy band and yeah, <laughs> yeah. stunt coordinator and um, yeah, um, you know, and I think it was either James or Jared who pointed out in one of the last couple episodes that like the um, the credit card roulette sketch. Like John, oh, John Early, Early, yeah, he's great in that. But he's yeah. like playing a Tim Robinson character. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like he. I think you know the show is. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. I think I think he's always gonna be. Uh, you know, in you know, seventy-five percent of the sketches you would imagine. Yeah. Um, because I don't think. I mean, if you look at all of the sketches, if you laid them all out and you took the characters that were in them, uh, there isn't many that you would trust anyone to do that wasn't Tim, especially the ones where he's just like yelling at the camera. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think I think he'll 
I think there's definitely more cameos to come, celebrity cameos. Like, I, I, I think this show is way popular than people think it is in a way. Like, if you, if they if they were talking about Ryan Gosling coming on before COVID, uh, I mean, that is, you don't really get bigger than Ryan Gosling at the moment. Like, Well, in, in the hip-hop world, there's a lot of um, the, like, most um, commercially, not commercially, like, uh, critically acclaimed people will say, like, I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. And and I yeah. think like I think you should leave is like a lot of famous people's you know like it's definitely um, I think more popular in the circles of popular people um, yes I think we I, I'm just yeah I I almost feel like Tim's the type of humble person too where like he's not gonna totally try to overcapitalize on that like I don't think he'll have people on who he doesn't think are funny. No, I don't. I, I know he, he obviously like it's great to see like the Detroiters like alumni get on there Ugh. and like and he just uses like people that he loves and trusts and yeah. like finds funny himself. And I think that's I'd happily not see any celebrities if we just carry on getting the same caliber of acting as we've had totally over the last agree. two seasons. And you know, I, I'm I'm so excited for season three. I'm exactly the same because I I didn't I wasn't listening to your guys' podcast from the start. I found it and then had to listen yeah. to uh, like nobody so listened from the start no. and so <laughs> we had, like, like two I, listeners i was listening to you guys like getting pumped for season two like as season two had just come out um so like i but i shared your kind of i share your worries now for season three where you're like oh my god i just hope it's the same sort of standard i want to know because i'm i'm fully by the uh reggie is the ghost tour guy I'm yeah. fully in that camp. I fully believe yeah. that. I I hope we get that guy back like again. A trilogy. I really, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really want to. Oh, I, I think you're. That. I think you're onto something. And and just for the record, like, and I am not saying this as sort of like a mouthpiece for the show or anything. Like, um, I. So my whole life, I've been sort of the nerdy person who's like really critically judging everything i'm i'm really trying to find the best stuff forever um i think this show is gonna be good for a long time and i think it's just gonna be like i actually think having watched that skateboarding sketch he did i think it's i think season three is gonna be the best season um i think there's something really special about the people who create the show um, I think they did season two and they had some like real limitations and it was still amazing. Yeah. It just yeah. gives me a vibe of like, to me, the most critically perfect um, sort of like music artist in my world is like outcast. Yeah. And I just, I'm getting outcast vibes. Like, I don't, I don't think these guys are going to have writer's block. I don't think they're um, going to run out of ideas. I think you can, I think you give Tim like one word and him and Zach are going to make it funny. Like, I think they can make yeah. anything funny. Literally anything. I, I think, yeah. well, I don't think Tim is the sort of person that would commit to doing a season if he hadn't already got a thousand ideas to make it like. Absolutely. Excellent. Um, yeah. And I'm just hoping he makes another soup reference. Shimmy was like, oh, I wonder if he's like, maybe, <laughs> maybe you should ask Kevin what he thinks the next soup will be so in case we get oh, a man. we can name, name uh, our next cat after. But I don't know. Well, were you. Were you a fan of um, uh, Seinfeld? Did you watch that at all? Um, so I've seen like bits and bobs of Seinfeld. I can't say that I've watched it all the way through. Um, I have 
I have watched the whole of Curb Enthusiasm, which I feel like is okay. semi in the same universe, just because it is, of yeah. Jerry Seinfeld's involvement in it. But like, um, I have I've seen like episodes, and I do really like it. Um, it's just one of those things that there's just so much of it; it's kind of daunting to start from from scratch. But so, in my opinion, great great show. There's um, Soup Nazi episode um, where they sort of deal with this guy who makes the best soup in the world, um, but he is. Re- incredibly tough to deal with anyway um i think he has gazpacho for sale um i don't know if he has pozzoli um <laughs> but yeah it could it could come from that my guess is tim and zach have watched uh, uh that soup nazi episode a lot of times um <laughs> so if i had to guess oh man it's a really it's a really tough one I don't know. They'll they'll surprise me. I'll say Borscht. Yeah, we'll find something out. I'll say Borscht. <laughs> Borscht, okay. That's what I'm going a, with. A beautiful Is that even name soup? for a cat. I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> it's Russian. I just, I think maybe it's one of those, because like Tim seems to have these things that he, uh, he, he's got things that he likes. He, hot so dogs. Clearly he, clearly, hot dogs, bones. Yep. Uh, Santa. He, he seems to love Santa. Santa pops up all the time the big yeah. burly white beards you've got uh-huh. Crashmore. you've got santa born early <laughs> like it, and maybe soup is just one of those those things and like we'll get more soup next season i don't know um but yeah i'm just absolutely i don't even know when it's, do you know what it's gonna be like is, is there any news out on that or i that's a good question um i don't have any news if if i could go off something that i can't um attribute well i felt like it was like happening like it's like recording and being made um here's what made me think i think early on when season two was released i read some person on instagram who i'd never heard of was like celebrating the fact it was her agent celebrating the fact that she was cast on season three Uh, okay and i want to say that this was probably like 13 months ago well, I remember Panavision uh, tw- accidentally tweeting about season two, uh, and that's how I found out season two was happening because I followed them on like it was either like Twitter or I can't remember what it was now. Um, I'm literally always on Twitter, pretty much on James's uh, page, just like reading James's stuff all the time. It's amazing. And uh, yeah, I think Panavision tweeted saying that's a wrap on. I think you should leave season two, but I don't think it had even been like publicly announced at, at that point i can't remember there was definitely like it's definitely a show that has a, a few leaks in the uh yeah in the locker but yeah um yeah i i i just cannot wait i cannot wait and you guys must be buzzing because you need some uh you're probably just waiting for a whole new set of material to sit down <sighs> and discuss yeah i mean we're kind of in this world that i think we've sort of uh, uh quietly said this on a couple episodes we're just like um we all have a bunch of kids and <laughs> it could be really hard to record. Jared is like a really successful person at his job. Um, so yeah, I mean, we still have to finish our like season two rankings. Yeah. Um, I, I feel really strong about my number one, like unwavering. I can't so, wait to find, I, I'm literally been, I've been checking my Spotify every single day waiting for that podcast <sighs> to come up because I want to hear what everyone I has to say. I think I'm going to try to pin these guys down to like, we might be able to get through everything in like one more episode. Yeah. Um, we also, um, in about a month where, no, 
sorry, in about two weeks, Jared and I, old college friends, will be sharing a house with Vinod. Um, so we got to try oh, to get Vinod. Oh, you have to get him on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know That'd if people, so listeners good. of the show know this, but um, I once co-hosted a, a radio show with Vinod. It was fairly fairly prominent, to be honest. Like we um, had a decent amount of listeners, and we had some like major um, acts come through our our show. Um, you know, like I'm a big fan of the um, uh, uh, artist who passed away last year, MF Doom. I, I think he's just like the best. I mean, if you go on Spotify, his songs have like I think some of them have like a hundred million listens. Um, and he's like famously reclusive. He came to our show. Um, but yeah, so Vinod is like a talented broadcaster. He started the show and brought me in on it. So as much as we make fun of him, um, <laughs> I actually legitimately want to record with him just because he, um, and secretly we think he likes the show now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to confirm. I don't get to talk to him a lot. Um, but yeah, hopefully that'll be something. Hopefully our next two episodes can be closing out season two um and getting Vinod on and then someone else sent us um a great idea for a show um I'm actually not going to reveal it because I feel like somebody would steal it um but Matt uh, a listener Matt sent us an amazing idea so Matt if you're listening we are going to do it um as much as I can pin these guys down soon so I thought um, as well like, I love your round like the, the big round tables you've done with Big Steve and like those and I was thinking earlier because I was, go- I was going through these and I was like thinking about specific lines that like because like you watch it and you think oh that's the best line in the sketch and I was like it would be great for you guys to do a round table and you go through every single sketch you don't talk about anything there's no like conversation in between and you go through each sketch and you just all in turn reel off your favorite line of dialogue from that one specific sketch because like I I'm fascinated to hear like how like you and Jared and James and Steve <laughs> like see all these like the see all the the lines differently or like Rex them differently, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you guys just gotta keep doing what you're doing because yeah, it's just it, so fun. We to to. we will, and and I gotta we gotta get Big Steve back on because like really good things are happening in his career and 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 like uh good things can happen to i mean nicer things can happen to such a good person so um yeah we really enjoy having him on and um yeah we've actually been keeping in touch a lot of a lot of people aaron akins who um plays herbie hancock yeah uh, yeah. and is like a really talented musician like we want to have him back on um so yeah all right i think i think that's actually really helpful for me as you as uh somebody who is a creator yourself um I think I got some episodes lined up and then I think, yeah, I think, man, when season three comes, that's going to be like the Super Bowl. Yeah. I can't, I'm I'm excited for the podcast as much as I'm excited for the show itself. Like it's going to be great. That gives me (laughs) a great, I I really appreciate that. Every, every day on the walk to work, I would just be cracking up listening to you guys just talk about this. It's, I'm so grateful to have been allowed on. (laughs) And, and I, now would be uh, a moment for, for, me to say to Charlie and to everyone else, we we've been like overwhelmed by the response of the show. Um, I was telling Charlie earlier, like, um, like since I was 19 years old and met Jared, he's always cracked me up. Um, so we sort of started this, we both realized we love the show. Um, so we just started it as like a little passion project. And then 
Um, I, you know, I don't know what this number means to anybody, but I think we're currently around, uh, I mean, this is a show we haven't put like $1 into, um, we're over 16,000, uh, downloads. And I think we technically have like around 300 listeners to each episode, um, which totally baffles me. And, um, we get all sorts of emails from you guys that make our day, um some of them are just incredibly profound we had someone i wish i could remember your name off the top of my head who sent us the clip of um that essentially Crashmore was a billy bob thornton appearance on a radio <laughs> show and it just it literally blew my mind i would have never known that um so yeah i mean the, the i think you should leave community is it's literally all the best people in the world yeah, funny really smart is. nice people yeah um and all of this has just been like a wild ride for me um and we will keep trying to bring quality programming to you guys as much as we can charlie anything we can do for for you before you leave i've had a a great time talking to you uh i don't think so i want to say one more time how grateful i am to shiromi for uh reaching out to you guys and getting me on it has been a lot of fun i feel like i could talk uh about this for five hours but i should probably go to bed at some point because it's 3 40 in the morning <laughs> over here but, but, but uh, maybe we can have you on at some point or you can even like pre-record or something we can hear about your uh experience seeing patty oh my god i will come on anytime you want i'll stay up Great. late every month if i have to like please all right. please please let me know i'm i'm all for it but yeah i'll let you know uh how, how patty is uh she is a, an absolute icon and i cannot wait to Amazing. see her I actually first saw her, um, my wife was, this is all like a very, I think you should leave story, but my um, wife was watching A.D. Bryant's show, um, which is called, somebody remind me, God, I wish my wife was, wife was right next to me. Um, <laughs> hold on, I, I'm literally going to IMDB it as I talk. She was on Shrill, um, mm. which is about one of my wife's favorite writers, and um so A.D. Bryan is Connor O'Malley's partner. I think wife. Yeah. I think they're married. Wife, yeah. Um, and Patty Harrison plays one of the characters on the show. Um, and I literally, like, I think my wife was like, Patty Harrison from I Think You Should Leave is, or she's like, there was something where she's like, Patty Harrison's going to be on I Think You Should Leave. You should watch Shrill. And she showed me, like, one scene, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Patty, I mean, she just, Patty Harrison is the type of person, like, her minute is better than everyone else's yeah, it, 20 it's minutes. Just, it's so good. I mean, I remember, because I have to say, Shimmy told me when we first started talking to each other, like online, and we were like, um, she was like, oh, yeah, I think you should we should watch this show. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll check that out. And then just ignored it for like, then we got together, <laughs> we, got, we got together and it went on. And I, I need to give her props for this because she said this ages ago. And then my friend Matt was like, I think you'd like the show. I think you should leave. And I was like, oh, I might watch this to Shimmy. And she was like, I fucking told you about this like a year ago <laughs> and we put it on and I was just like, Oh, okay. Someone's made a TV show for me. Like this is my sense yeah. of humor. Like I, we, I smashed the whole first season out in one sitting and I, yeah, it, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it, and, and we've got, even, you know, we've got uh, the Swayze and fridge magnets and uh, all, all this sort of stuff. And um, yeah, I just, I just hope the show just goes on and on and on and on because it just brings so much joy to our lives. And I just want to tell Swayzeen, I have his fridge magnet magnets and I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. 
And if I put them on the fridge, like they'll just be gone in like an hour. <laughs> never. So I like have them stored away for when like my youngest turns, I don't know, maybe like eight. Yeah. Um, yeah that's bad. So I'm just going to have to wait or maybe just buy a fridge just so I can like use the magnets. Um, but I, I do want to thank you, Charlie Ray, uh, for coming on. This is definitely one of the, um, I knew, I knew this was going to be great, but it was like, um, such a unique way to record an episode, but we're going to hear from you soon about Patty. Yeah. Um, and, but we are going to sign off for tonight. That's a chunky till soon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That's a Chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. In the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, At the Nighthawks Diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, You also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about. Um, Those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t-shirts. The Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a uh, very affordable uh bozo the clown clown pewter sticker that you can put on your computer um there is a baby of the year bib and onesie uh he has angels and archways t-shirts um as well as uh two new posters one featuring dangerous nights um, which is being framed and put on my wall and an amazing portrait of uh brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, But the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative, I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or uh, short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably placed at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out, out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time. Uh, saving my per diem. Um, but if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash Swayzine, again, Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Um, you can own these shirts yourself. Um, and we want to thank uh, Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky. Mm-hmm.